Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day Welcome to Urantia Book Radio podcast. I'm your host. I think I can make it now. The pain is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is that rainbow I've been praying for. It's gonna be Back to like 1972, I was just a little kid back then. Johnny Nash. That all always gave me a lot of hope. That song, even in later years when Jimmy Cliff did it too. Anyway, it's good to hear you uh, are here with me, and I am always so honored to be sharing this microphone with the inspiration of the Arantia book behind me, the the wind in my sails, uh, so to, so to speak, and. Uh, this episode, uh, a lot of thought, well, there's always a lot of thought that goes into every episode, of course, but this one strikes a chord with me because of what's been going on around the world and uh, in particular with this breakdown of the family. And it got me to do a lot of reading in the Arantia book. And uh, I pulled out some gems about how vital and important the family is to society. And, you know, it's one of those things that everybody knows, but nobody really ever thinks about too much. Or at least in, in a way where we uh, become aware that there's a real problem. And it, it sort of is why I think there's so much turmoil, at least in the United States. And I want to talk about that. I also want to share with you the Urantia Foundation, uh, who, as you know, are the custodians of the Revelation. They have a new enhanced ebook of the Arantia book, and you should go online. You can get it on Amazon and Rokutun, and you can, it's got all kinds of cool things. It's great. It has pronunciation guides, definitions of terms. So if you run across a word and you're not sure what the word means, and it's all at your fingertips, and uh, you can navigate pretty nicely now. And it's just, you know, anything that can enhance the reading experience of the Arantia book, uh, you know, I'm all in favor of, and as the technology gets better, uh, ways to appreciate the book gets better. So check out it, the new enhanced book. You'll find more information on the foundation website, which is urantia.org. And so I've been doing a lot of uh, thinking about 
this topic, family. And I believe now, and I understand more fully now, that the family is really the root of progressive and peaceful civilization. It is probably one of the more profound segments in the Arantia book. If the the revelator's intent was to improve our society and improve our race and you know our, our human race and to get us back on the right track with some revelatory information, they're really uh, they go to great lengths to share with us how important and how vital the family is. The family is the bedrock of stability, really. And uh, it is the core nuclear family, man and woman, uh, clearly defined as husband and wife, two two, uh, members of the same sex, committed to the raising or one or more of several children, to be decent, well-balanced citizens, and also preparing the child for spiritual growth with the knowledge of of the father. It's our... It is our responsibility as bearers of children to introduce our children to God. At least that's the way I believe. But, you know, fam, man and woman, husband and wife is, is actually causing uh, anger in the world. People are upset about it. They're saying it's an exclusive term. They've got universities and high institutions of learning that are trying to gender make everything gender gender neutral uh, to the exclusion of the term husband and wife, father and mother, grandfather and grandmother. And it's un, un, unfathomable that people feel that this is important. And the only explanation that I can think of is that it, it illustrates the furtherance of the breakdown of human society. Believe it or not, the idea of family is not popular today, and it's actually even considered offensive or deemed exclusive, the idea of family being the most important thing for society. And part of the reason behind this is because more and more people have come from broken homes or no family at all, or at least some. the family is so broken. The family unit, the basic building block, and if they don't see the value of it, and they don't even cannot even look through their own experience in their own life and feel that their family was valuable to them, or if they look at other people's families and just automatically assume everybody is miserable, there are a group of people, an emerging and growing group of people, who believe that the term family is even offensive. So it got me to write a, a, an article, and I want to share a little bit of an article that I posted on my general market or secular website, Candidly Speaking, in which I write a lot of stuff that I also talk about here on the Ranch Radio podcast. And um, it's called The Fall of Man, and I'll just share it with you. And it's on this subject of the basis of foundation. Whether it is poverty, famine, bad leadership, or whatever, hundreds of millions of people will die or will live miserably because the wrong things motivate people today. Not until we are motivated by service, love, and compassion will leadership lead to more enlightened path. Not until our families and our institutions promote true and moral leadership, all of which starts in the home, will things improve for the common man. Everything starts in the home. If man can save the home, we can save humanity. And of course, that's the quote from my article, The Fall of Man. So society, in my opinion, is in danger, and there are statements made in the Arantia Revelation 
that talk about the fact that, for example, young people not getting married is a sign of social disintegration. People not having children, and we'll get to some of this in just a moment, is a sign of of a change in the mores within society. Without family, whole members of society have crumbled. And now we have government trying to step in and compensate and raise family through ineffective social policies that actually reward idleness. And we're witnessing that today. Uh, so from let's go let's delve into paper at 84 because I want to get to some of this and I'm going to read and then just throw in a, a few comments, but I want to get as much of the the wisdom of the Arantia book in on this very important subject. If the Arantia book can do anything, and if there is a way to introduce the Arantia book, because believe me, it is very hard to find. You can't find a lot of literature, uh, current uh, day literature, that talks about and promotes the importance of men and women, except in, say, Christian circles. This is not something that is really considered as important in this generation as it was in the preceding generation. So the Urantia book is actually a giant well of knowledge on this issue. So I want to share that with you. So as we read from paper 84, section 6, paragraph 6, men and women need each other in their moral and spiritual as well as in their mortal careers. The differences in viewpoint between male and female persist even beyond the first life, which is the, the today life, and throughout the local and super-universe ascensions. So as we ascend from mortal to moral to spiritual, we still retain our manness, our womanness. That never changes. And they write, even in Havona, the pilgrims who were, were once men and women still will be aiding each other in the paradise ascent. Never, even, the, even in the core of, of the finality, will the creature metamorphosis so far as to obliterate the personality trends that humans call male and female. Always will these two basic variations of humankind continue to intrigue, stimulate, encourage, and assist each other. Always will they be mutually dependent on cooperation in the solution of perplexing universe problems and in the overcoming of manifold cosmic difficulties. That's such an important statement. It's saying that men and women are inextricably inextricably bound to each other. It's inescapable. You know, there's this is my own comparison, but in, in the seraphic world, they too have this sort of distinguishing what they call, uh, 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 well, maybe I'll find it or remember it, but they have a retreating and a positive, kind of a positive and a negative. Uh, and, and it seems to play itself out in our species, in our, you know, race of men and women. We need each other. It's, and which is, to me, kind of frustrating because think about all those people who are confused about their gender. I mean, how would they take that segment, right? That if you're always going to retain whatever it is, gender that you are, male or female, how does that fit into people who are trans? So is there is there an issue there above and beyond just gender identity? Is it emotionally based? That's a good question. All right, so let's continue reading on. So from paper 84, section 6, while the sexes can never hope to fully understand each other, they are effectively complementary. 
And though cooperation is often more or less personality antagonistic, it is capable of maintaining and reproducing society. Marriage is an institution designed to compose sex differences, meanwhile affecting the continuation of civilization and ensuring the reproduction of the race. Next paragraph. Marriage is the mother of all human institutions, for it leads directly to home founding and home maintenance, which is the structural basis of society. The family is linked, vitally linked, to the mechanism of self-maintenance. It is the sole hope of race perpetuation under the mores of civilization. While at the same time it is most effectively providing for certain high satisfactory forms of self-gratification. The family is man's greatest purely human achievement, combining as it does the evolution of the biologic relations of male and female with the social relations of husband and wife. And then there's this. As are the families of a race or nation, so is its society. If the families are good, the society is likewise good. The great cultural stability of the Jewish and of the Chinese peoples lies in the strength of their family groups. Does anybody dispute that? The mores, in parentheses they write religious, moral, and ethical, together with property, pride, and chivalry, stabilize the institutions of marriage and family. Whenever the mores fluctuate, there is fluctuation in the stability of the home marriage institution. And that's an interesting line right there because the mores are fluctuating in our society. We have, there is no more standard model, at least in the public arena, of what constitutes a family because we have so many variations now, right? So the mores, the moral and ethical, as well as the religious, are all changing. And so when those fluctuate, well, there's fluctuation in the stability of the home marriage institution, which is what we're seeing in today's society. From 84, seven, uh, section, uh, section 7, paragraph 27. In the present industrial and urban area, the marriage institution is evolving along new economic lines. Family life has become more and more costly while children, who used to be an asset, have become economic liabilities. And we hear about this a lot with kids talking about how they don't want to have kids anymore because it's too expensive. The news is always coming out with things about, you know, this is how much it's going to cost to raise your kid if you had a baby today. So we've already kind of put an economic price tag on the cost of raising children. And that's what they're saying here is that this is a new uh, paradigm in our society. And then it writes, but the security of civilization itself rests on the growing willingness of one generation to invest in the welfare of the next and future generations. And any attempt to shift parental responsibility to state or church will prove suicidal to the welfare and advancement of civilization. Let me read that last paragraph again. It's so important. It speaks to this, this notion that it takes a village and any attempt to shift parental responsibility to state or church will prove suicidal to the welfare and advancement of civilization. 
These are revel- this is the chief of the seraphim who heads our planetary government. So the, this is the chief who wrote this. I'll get to that in just a moment. This is a, uh, an individual whose wisdom encompasses the entirety of our civilization. This is a very high-ranked spiritual seraphim who's, who's actually sponsored this paper. And any attempt to shift parental responsibility to state or church will prove suicidal to the welfare and advancement of civilization. And then they explain why. Marriage with children and consequent family life is stimulative of the highest potentials in human nature and simultaneously provides the ideal avenue for the expression of these quickened attributes of mortal personality. So with marriage, with raising children, those are where we see the greatest potentials of human nature. That's where we see man and woman, husband and wife, or person and person at their best when they're married, when they have children, when they're forced to deal with the consequences of family life and having to do things you don't always want to do, but they are stimulative of the highest potentials of human nature. And you don't get that from any other institution. And they continue to say, the family provides for the biologic perpetuation of the human species. Well, that goes without saying. The home is the natural social arena where the ethics of blood brotherhood or familyhood may be grasped by the growing children. They're learning something. The process of a strong home where they see daddy and mommy doing things for them and making things happen for them. This is fundamental to their growth and understanding of the importance of the stability of the family unit. It writes, the family is the fundamental unit of fraternity in which parents and children learn those lessons of patience, altruism, tolerance, and forbearance, and I would even add loyalty, which are so essential to the realization of brotherhood among all men. The family is the fundamental unit of fraternity. And you notice it says parents and children learn patience, altruism, tolerance, and forbearance. And these are the essential building blocks to the realization of the brotherhood of all people. So if we improve the family life, society itself improves because the relationships between those families is all-inclusive, all-inclusive. And then in in the papers, and this is interesting because I'm going to shift right now to paper 72, and this is from that section of Government on Another World, and it talks about this one particular uh, advanced civilization. And they go into a specific part about their home life. This is from paper 72. So this is life on another world with another race, kind of like us, maybe 100 years or so behind us. Uh, and they're talking about their home life. And this is what the revelators write. These people regard the home as the basic institution of their civilization. It is expected that the most valuable part of a child's education and character training will be secured from his parents and at home. And fathers devote just as much attention to the child as do mothers. So what is the greatest threat to us today, to our civilization? It is the breakdown of the family unit. From paper 84, uh, section 8, paragraph 1, the greatest threat against family life 
is the menacing rising tide of self-gratification, the modern pleasure mania. The prime incentive to marriage used to be economic. Sex attraction was secondary. Marriage founded on self-maintenance led to self-perpetuation and concomitantly provided one of the most desirable forms of self-gratification. Property accumulation is becoming an instrument for augmenting all forms of self-gratification while marriage is often viewed only as a means of pleasure. And this overindulgence, this widely spread pleasure mania, now constitutes the greatest threat that has ever been leveled at the social evolutionary institution of family life, the home. Saying our obsession with property and the accumulation of, 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 of taking in all forms of self-gratification has pushed marriage to a, a different level of importance in society. And it's worth reading again. And this overindulgence, this widely spread pleasure mania, now constitutes the greatest threat that has ever been leveled at the social evolutionary institution of family life, the home. Then they write, Man has well earned some of his present-day joys and pleasures, but look you well to the goal of destiny. Pleasures are indeed suicidal if they succeed in destroying property, which has become the institution of self-maintenance. And self-gratification have indeed, uh, self-gratifications have indeed cost a fatal price if they bring about the collapse of marriage, the decadence of family life, and the destruction of the home. Man's supreme evolutionary acquirement and civilization's only hope of survival. And then we'll conclude with this notation from paper 111 on the topic of soul development. This has to do with the development of the human being within society and what occurs in the home and how it's relevant to what, what we may be seeing today regarding the consequences of young people who may become preoccupied with things instead of values and how much of a threat this condition poses to civilization. From paper one, uh, 111, the advances of true civilization are all born in this inner world of mankind. It is only the inner life that is truly creative. Civilization can hardly progress when the majority of the youth of any generation devote their interests and energies to the materialistic pursuits of the sensory or outer world. The inner and the outer worlds have a different set of values. Any civilization is in jeopardy when three-quarters of its youth enter materialistic professions and devote themselves to the pursuit of sensory activities of the outer world. Civilization is in danger. Civilization is in danger when youth neglect to interest uh, themselves in either sociology, eugenics, philosophy, the fine arts, religion, and cosmetology. And that, my friend, is where we are today, to a certain extent. We are dealing with the conflicts between the inner and the outer world, and what, what the children today coming from broken homes and the results therein. That's what we're watching right now. And it's not good. So this was, again, presented by a chief of seraphim stationed on Urantia. Paper 84, 
made up the bulk of what we're talking about here and the importance of family and, and why we have to pay attention to this. This is something that can be fixed if we put our efforts into promoting the idea of strong family. We cannot let that get away from us. We just can't. All of these new different theories that are being taught in school that are undermining the fundamental principles of, of what eons of time has, have brought us in terms of knowledge and wisdom. When you look back and you say that Greek and, and Roman thought and, and, and reasoning is no longer valid because they're somehow oppressive, is to deny the past. It's like saying none of that matters anymore. It only matters what I want. And that's certainly a society can't survive on those principles, can it? So, you know, I'll leave you with this. If the Arantia book is to do anything, it certainly can come to the rescue in helping us to, to uh, reconfigure ourselves, reorientate ourselves into the direction we want society to head. If it is truly our goal to find universal brotherhood, uh, then why not yet let the spiritual truths that emanate from this book out there and bring them to the attention of so many people who actually need this information? That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I'm not shy about it. I take quotes from the Arantia book all the time, and I put them up on Twitter, and I think you should do the same. Just a little nugget of information. Just plant that seed somewhere. Uh, thanks again for joining me on the Urantia Radio Podcast. Until next time, uh, don't forget to go online. Uh, there's all kinds of useful information there for you, plus great news that's updated 24 hours a day and all of our podcasts as well, net. Until next time, God bless and thanks for joining me.